Thanks for downloading or purchasing this sermon from Christchurch Forward. To find out more, visit forwardchurch.co.uk or join us on Sundays. I, uh, I love Christmas, always have. I loved it as a kid and I love it now. Uh, just uh, two weeks ago I turned 50, but I've got to tell you I am as excited about this Christmas as I was when I was five. Uh, uh, this year I'm hoping to get uh, the board game Carcassonne for Christmas. Uh, so if you see my wife, be sure to tell her. And if you don't see her, please feel free to buy it for me yourself. I love getting presents and, and I love giving them too, but what I don't love so much is buying them. Oh, it's not parting with the money that's the problem, it's finding just the right present. Wandering aimlessly around crowded shops to find that elusive gift is no fun and no way to spend your life at this festive time of year. But it is brilliant, isn't it, when you find just the right present. And I think I've found just that right present for my wife this year. I'm sure that as she gets hold of the present and squeezes it and prods it and shakes it, she'll never guess what it is. And I'm equally confident that when she finally opens it, she'll love it and she'll say, it's just what I always wanted. Do you want to know what I got her? I can't possibly tell you. It'll never stay a secret. (laughs) Now, look, we're just eight shopping days to go. Uh, If you still haven't found that ideal present, then I suggest you get on the internet. You could try IWantOneOfThose.com. Uh, for the man in your life, for thirty nine ninety nine, you can snap up an amphibious remote control car. Ideal for the man who loves playing with his remote control car in the bath. If thirty nine ninety nine is a bit steep in this economic uh, 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 current climate, eight ninety nine will buy you a Sudoku toilet roll. <laughs> Although I suppose if he really gets into it, that could prove a bit inconvenient. Uh, for her, just uh, 6.99 will get you a head massager. That could uh, relieve a bit of stress this Christmas. Well, here's something that's thoroughly practical and would appeal, I think, to both sexes. The coin stash key ring. It's a key ring where you can keep coins to pay for parking. I reckon that would be really useful because whenever I go to buy my parking ticket, I, I never got exactly the right change. Now, before this starts to sound like the shopping channel, let me give you just one last idea. It's something that really is out of the ordinary and it comes from the website lacarbahighlandestates.com. For just £29.99 you can buy a small plot of land in the Scottish Highlands and with it comes a title. For just 30 quid, I could become Lord Williams of Lacarba. Now I like the sound of that. Lord Williams, that would get me friends in high places. And for that reason, it is the perfect Christmas present because believe it or not in so many ways that is what Christmas is all about a gift that gets me friends in high places look at these words from the Bible the gift of God is eternal life what a gift eternal life life beyond the grave life after death It is uh, wonderful to have you all here this evening. Uh, We love having guests here at any time of the year, but not least of all at Carols by Candlelight. I love inviting my friends to come to church at Christmas. Indeed, a few years back when I lived in London, I did invite one particular friend along to a service just like this one. And being a straight-talking fellow, he said to me, I wouldn't be seen dead in a church. And because we knew each other quite well, well, really very well, I said, there's a good chance you will when you are. But death is one of those uh, great taboo subjects. No no one likes to talk about it. 
bring up the subject at the next dinner party that you're invited to and I can almost guarantee that you will ruin the dinner party and be struck off the Christmas card list. It's a great taboo. I got this book for Christmas a few years back now. Um, It's called Serious. It's a John McEnroe's autobiography. I love this book uh, for two reasons. I love tennis and I love the way that uh, McEnroe is so very honest in this book. It opens with him recalling the events of the morning of 9-11 in New York City where he lives. Because tennis players travel so much, he writes, as a group, tennis players never discuss plane crashes the way race car drivers don't like to talk about fatal wrecks. But it's not just tennis players or race car drivers. No one likes to talk about death. But you know, in my job, as I meet people and start talking to them about the really important issues of life, I discovered that at some point in their lives, most people think about death and what comes after it, and no more so than when I take a funeral. Face to face with death, we do want answers to the big questions of life. What is life all about? What does happen when I die? There are are no more important questions to ask than those questions. And that's why Christmas is not just for Christmas. The gift of God, the the Christmas gift, is eternal life. Uh, Last year, the Times published a letter that a little girl had written to her grandma just after Christmas. Dear Grandma, thank you very much for the nice gloves you sent me for Christmas. They are something I wanted, but not very much. Uh, You could never say that about this gift. The gift of God is eternal life. That is something I want very much indeed. It is a wonderful gift. And it's even more brilliant when I realise that it's a gift that I don't deserve. Look at how our Bible sentence begins. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. That is saying that death is payment for sin. Sometimes it takes me a long time to cotton on, a long time for things to dawn on me, for the penny to drop, as we say. And that is certainly true when it came to these things. You see, I tend to think that I'm I'm a good bloke, really, and not perfect, but on the whole, good. And that is no clearer to me than when I watch a movie. Last year, for Christmas, uh, Caroline, my wife, brought me the Bourne trilogy. Here's one of them, uh, the Bourne Ultimatum. I've seen them all before, but I love them so much I can watch them again. In these movies, Matt Damon is Jason Bourne. I know that because it says it on the box. Now, here's the thing. While I'm watching Matt Damon leaping around defying death, conquering all comers, I find myself identifying with him. I don't identify with the baddies, I'm the hero. But it's ridiculous. There's Jason Bourne, super fit, toned body, young, strong, and I identify with him. There's Jason Bourne within an inch of his life for most of the film, not showing a flicker of fear, and I'm scared of the dark. You see, as I watch these films, or indeed any film, I always identify with the hero. And I reckon that shows me the way I think of myself. I think I'm a good bloke. And that's why it took a while for the penny to drop. That I'm not. That I'm a sinner. I, uh, I sat in church for years, but I, I didn't get this. I, I never listened to the sermons. They bored the socks off me. As I, as I sat there, I'd count the bricks from the floor to the ceiling. Which, incidentally, is why the lights are down tonight, so that while I'm preaching, you can't see the bricks. I went to church and sat through sermons, and so I'd probably been, many, been told many times before that I was a sinner, but it didn't mean anything to me. 
But one year, just after Christmas, as New Year's Day approached, I decided that I'd try and be a better person. That was my New Year's resolution. I'm going to be a better person this year. And I tried my best. I tried really hard to be better. But by the time January the 31st came around, I had to hold my hands up and admit to myself, I'm really not a very good person. I can't even keep my own standards, let alone God's. And you see, that's what a sinner is. It's someone who doesn't keep God's law. The first law is that I should put God first. And I don't even keep that one, never mind the rest. I live my life without God, the, the one who gave me life and the one who gives me everything I enjoy at Christmas, food, fun, family, friends. And because I turn away from the one who gave me life, I deserve death. Not just physical death, but being parted from God when I die. That's why this gift of eternal life is such a brilliant gift. It's something I don't deserve, but it's something I want and it's something I desperately need. But look, the most amazing thing about this gift is the gift itself. Our Bible sentence reads this, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. God's Christmas gift is not just life that goes on forever. His gift is to give us the very thing we were made for. I don't know about you, but I find buying clothes as a Christmas present really hard. Not only working out whether they'll like the garment or not, but then working out what size to buy. Are they a size 8 or 18? And what does that mean anyway? A 32-inch 32-inch waist, I understand. 29-inch inside leg, I understand. 15-inch collar, I understand. But what is this size 10 or 16? And how can somebody be size 14 on the top and 12 on the bottom? What does that mean? So it is such a relief when I buy clothes and my wife puts them on and they fit perfectly. Now, here's the point. The gift of God fits us perfectly because God gives us the gift that we were made for. It is the gift of being in perfect relationship with him. Uh, Two weeks ago, uh, we had a family trip to Chatsworth to look around the house there. Uh, That has this year been decorated in a pantomime theme for Christmas. Now, if you've been there this year, you'll know that as you near the end of the tour, uh, as you go around the house and, and just as you get just before the gift shop, there are half a dozen or eight Christmas trees that are are covered in labels, labels that look like this one. Labels that guests have been encouraged to write, sending greetings and making Christmas wishes. And while our children were writing out their own labels, I had a quick look at a number of the labels that had already been hung on the trees and, and one of them really stuck with me. It read this, I love you mum and dad, you'll be missed this Christmas. Now, as I read that card, I thought, yep, death has robbed yet another family this Christmas. See, death is so painful because it robs us of loving relationships and loving relationships are so hard to come by. When relationships are broken, it is agony. And even when the years roll by and you come to terms with it and you learn to live with it, it's still terrible to be separated from those who you love the most. And that is true of the greatest relationship that you and I can have, a relationship with God. Because we're sinners, because we don't put God first, we're estranged from him. We may come to terms with it. We may learn to live with it. But it's why life doesn't sometimes quite make sense. Because life in relationship with God 
is what life is all about. And the Christmas gift is about restoring our relationship with God through Jesus Christ and then to enjoy that perfect relationship with God forever beyond death. That is why Christmas is such a wonderful time. That is why Christmas is not just for Christmas. Some people are extraordinarily generous with their gifts. Just two weeks ago, for my 50th birthday, I received a number of presents from people who'd gone out of their way to get me just the right present. And they'd spent far more money than they should have on me. And as I opened those gifts, I I was really touched. Well, look, this gift, this, this Christmas gift of eternal life with God, it is just what you and I want. But here's the thing, it cost Jesus everything. He paid for it by dying on the cross for you and for me. You see, the truth is that because we've not lived for God, our relationship with him has been ruined. And because we're not the great people that we like to think we are, but we are sinners, we don't deserve this gift of eternal life. We deserve eternal death and separation from our God forever when we die. But he loves his people so much that Jesus died to bring his own people back to himself. On the cross, Jesus took the punishment that we deserve. He died on a cross in loneliness and rejection and pain and separation. Estranged from his friends and from God his Father. And that, as you look at the cross, is how you know how much Jesus loves you. Because the gift he wants to give us costs him everything. It costs him his life. Isn't that something? Now, because of Jesus' death, when we take the gift... He adopts us into his family. This Christmas, someone just might buy you a small plot of land in the Scottish Highlands with the title, Lord Williams of Loch Harbour. But how about this gift? Paul Williams, child of God, son and heir to the king of the universe. And not just a small plot of land, but free entry to heaven with God when I die. That's brilliant and that lasts forever. But it is a gift And like all gifts, we have to take it. Let me ask you this evening, have you ever done that? Have you ever taken the gift? This year would be a great time to do that. Now, we'd like to invite you back after Christmas to hear more about this gift and and indeed to to learn how to take it. On the inside back cover of the programme you were given on the way in, uh, you'll see an invitation. It's an invitation to join us on Tuesday the 15th of January for what we've called a taster evening. Uh, Will you take this as as my personal invitation to you? Uh, We'll put on a delicious meal for you and we'll guarantee you a warm welcome. I'll be there on that evening to welcome you. And this is absolutely free. And on that evening, we'll begin to explore how we take this gift of God of eternal life. It's just one evening. It will cost you absolutely nothing. And it could give you everything. Well, thanks again for coming along this evening. Uh, Let me uh, wish you a very happy Christmas. And now as we near the end of our service, just sit back and listen to the choir singing again for us, O little town of Bethlehem. And especially listen into these words. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. Thank you.